everybody. Welcome to the Grubcast. Uh, you know, today I want to talk about something that we've been, I just got, got recently involved in. Um, it's all started on this recent trip we made to San Santa Isabel, sorry. And we went to a place called Flying F Ranch, met some incredible people, Allie and Bryce Fender at the Flying F Ranch in San Santa Isabel. The show is going to be very informative. Actually, I think it's going to be a, a series of, uh, of shows based upon what they do at the Flying F Ranch. This ranch is something that I didn't even know existed. 45 minutes from my house, northern San Diego. These people are the salt of the earth. The, uh, they, um, they live the life that I always wanted to live where I live in Valley Center. Uh, this, th- look, when my kids were little, we moved out to this place and we have, have a little land and we, I said, okay, we're going to get chickens. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Well, you know what? Um, the, the, the internet, the, uh, the iPads, they took over my kids' brains, but these people have found a way to keep their kids involved and invested. And it's, it's just a whole great experience. The family's living right there across the street. Uh, they are in the same business. Uh, they raise, uh, uh, cows or I'm sorry, steer. No, uh, and cattle. Everything. And cattle right there on the location. And uh, they are uh, selling the, their animals a whole or half. And you can go over there and or, pick the animal by its, you know, pick it out of the crowd and say, I want that animal. They will, they have a, a, a butcher come to their location. They'll break it down for you, package it up, and you can have a, a year, maybe two years worth of beef for your freezer. I'm lucky enough to contact the Flying F Ranch uh, on Instagram. I just, you know, on a lark, I saw they were doing a podcast and I decided, well, you know what? I'm doing a podcast, Grubcast, and I'm going to contact and see if they would maybe want to be on my show. So uh, they were nice enough to invite us to their place. Uh, they cooked us lunch, a fantastic deer lunch uh, with a salad and beautiful uh, potatoes fried in uh, Best br- beef. meal I've had since last year in Mammoth. In beef tallow. Yeah, the beef tallow uh, potatoes were incredible. And they, we, uh, they made us a fresh loaf of sourdough bread, which rocked my world. It made me reinvent what it is that I need to do at my, on, on my projects now. I'm A, doing the pig very shortly, a whole pig uh, barbecue coming up in May. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be going on with this sourdough journey. I'm going to, I embarked on it this morning. I went out to the uh, Craigslist. I found a uh, broad and tailor uh, proofer for the house so that we can uh, you know, keep the temperature right where it needs to be. Uh, Allie was nice enough to give me a little bit of starter to take home. I've been feeding it every day. Uh, I just started my first loaf this morning. It's in the proofer right now, just resting. And uh, I'm just going to really embark upon the kind of this journey with it. And I can't say enough about the show. It's coming up. We're going to release it soon. And uh, what, what's your take? What, what, what do, you, uh, do you have any memories of it? Some great memories of it? I actually think you're going to have several shows for this because it was very informative. But I think there's so much more to learn. There's so much more. So I think, yeah, you're going to have and, to get out there and talk to, uh, to Allie and Bryce and... and yeah keep going and incidentally I, I did contact them about another show and they were like absolutely yeah so nice there's um, so much to learn i mean a ton. stuff that i just had no idea of. and things that i want to ask honestly you know go beyond that i didn't bring some of this up before because i just wanted to kind of get a uh, understanding and learn about what they're doing but you know in the back of my head i've always had this thing with you know beef and you hear all these they could be mis miscommunication misconception i don't know you know you have all these different opinions on um greenhouse gases and how cattle affect all that stuff and and i don't now i'm starting to realize okay well yeah there's definitely more than one side to this whole thing and from what i saw 
um, it made me think that all of that was a bunch of crap. I mean, not a bunch of crap. It's just the way in which this is done is not. Um, it's just different, different well, than what I different than what I had imagined. Look, if you have thousands of heads of cattle, right, right, and you're in a in a factory farm somewhere mm-hmm. where the animals are stacked on top of each other and they're you know, eating questionable things, and it's all about the money, the dollar, the the mm-hmm. dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to cut corners, and you're yeah. going to you're going to have the animals inside of these. Uh, 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 what do they call them? Like in these barns or these, these just yeah, it's just, these. it's in a machine. It's like a machine pumping them through there and you don't know how they're treated. You don't know. You're probably treated horribly. You, yeah, I was going to say, you can pretty much rest assured they're not treated the way I, what I saw you know, this last week that there's nothing like that. I'm going to post not, these videos of the videos of us standing there on the, uh, the pasture up on this hillside. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's picturesque, the perfect, if you want to eat, uh, what I would imagine tasty, healthy animals, I just don't think there's any other way to do it than this. No, you have you these know. rolling hills that they have access to, you know, yeah. so many acres, hundred acres, yeah. you know, being able to, to roam around and, it's similar. I mean, the same thing when you introduced me to the whole, you know, chicken thing. Yeah. We have chickens and now they roam free. And what you get, you know, a farm fresh egg versus an egg that you buy in the market, there's absolutely zero comparison. So I imagine, you know, the beef that you're getting from there is also similar to that same situation. What you get a packaged meat in in a market you have no idea what you're getting. You no, don't know what no. they've been fed. You don't know what kind of chemicals or whatever have been put on this meat to keep it, um, you know. A- antibiotics. Antibiotics right. alone. How do you keep the animals healthy? How do you keep infections away? You pump them full of chemicals. Right. And then... Um, but on top of which, right? I mean, like even when you, they sell meat in, in markets, you know they must put something on there to make it last longer. Oh, what, what and, were they saying? Yeah. What were they saying? They were saying about saying the uh, there was chemicals to keep the uh, bright color of yeah, the meat. Right. And to... Uh, yeah, I've so heard of stories can... where they soak the, the meat in blood. To keep it red. Oh. Yeah, I, I've heard. Oh. I don't know. Look, I, I don't know what's true See, anymore. These are all things you we know. still need to, to learn. We definitely need to find out. But, but yeah, just based off of, you know, the fact that it's similar, I'm sure, to the way chickens are, where you have your eggs. It's got to be a similar situation. You let those uh, those chickens eat healthy food, roam around, be free range, truly free range, eat what they're supposed to eat out in nature. You get these bright orange, golden, you know, yolks that absolutely taste Delicious. Delicious. So I'm sure the same is true for beef. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think I'm very excited to talk to them further. Uh, and the, that, this shall be released uh, coming up this week. Uh, and I think everybody should listen to it. If you're not, if, I mean, look, I, I can't even say enough about the day, uh, spending the day, the afternoon with the, with the, uh, with the fenders and their kids. And, uh, they kind of remember, remind us of about 10 years ago when we were going through the similar process. Mm-hmm. They have a four year, a four year old, a six year old, two year old and a four year old. Oh, see, I was way off. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, the great family, uh, the sourdough bread was killer. Lunch was amazing. We'll have pictures of it all. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we didn't, I, I was thinking, oh, we're going to go have some beef or whatever. And they didn't, you know, they, they didn't have beef ready. They, they still hunt on the property and elsewhere. I think yeah. he said he hunts in Montana yeah, he does. and he, um, he had deer, uh, which yeah. was venison, unbelievable. Right? The backstrap. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I told you, I'm like, I'm never, I mean, I like beef. Don't get me wrong. If it's a really good piece of uh, steak or whatever, I, I like it, but. I can 100% say that I am a, uh, I'm a deer person. Yeah. If I had a choice to eat venison versus, you know, beef, I, I will choose venison. I, I honestly 
can say right now that I actually would like to eat that meat over just about anything. Any meat. Yeah. Uh, any seafood or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's well, just, it's right there. It, it actually is just one step below sushi for me. And sushi is my favorite, but this that that's unbelievable how great that is. It's like having sushi. It, it means it's it's just so special. <laughs> yeah. And you know we can't I can't say enough thanks to uh, the fenders for having us out because um, you know that that afternoon really changed my mind on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've been wanting to hunt. I know. And Bryce is a hunter, and he, that's how he had the deer. And uh, it just made me enforce that idea. Now I want to go get a you know get a rifle, go and set up a, a hunt and go get some deer. Cause but it also made me think like you you'd been wanting you know you're a beef person and you liked all that. It made me think okay, well now we have to come up with you know the initial investment in you know getting a half uh, the, the, uh, the yeah, cow or yeah. the or the full. Yeah. The initial investment's going to be um, relatively pricey. However, in the long run, it isn't. When we calculated it out, they were, you know, telling us as they calculated it, it's probably about $8 a pound, which is absolutely reasonable or less than what you would get if you, you know, I don't don't know what the ultimate price will be after you, you know, have it all broken down or whatever and packaged or whatever, but, um, I think it'd be worth it anyways. I mean, no matter what it is, even if it's an initial investment that you just want to, you know, kind of prepare yourself for and but it's worth it if, if that meat's going to last you a year or more and it's healthy and it's yeah and you it's know premium where, you know where you're getting it from yeah. you know what they're feeding you it. knew the animal possibly yeah you could go over to their farm pick it out and you can actually have um have them send you updates on things and and you could actually you know go there they're very yeah. very um open to that i would so, i would imagine they probably won't, you know if you had a, a parade of people come through I, uh, right you know, but i mean if you schedule yeah. something with them, i think i'm sure like, sure yeah. And then, uh, you, but you should have seen the scene. It was just a, an amazing situation. We, we go, we visit, we kind of get familiar with each other. We chat a bit and then we take us for a ride and we get into the, the car and we drive up on the hillside out into the, to the, the pasture mm-hmm. and it's all green, lush grass everywhere for as far as you can see. It was almost, it was almost like a, we were in a different place, like a, not even in California. And we were and, only like 45 minutes from our house. Right. So. And, uh, you, you off in the distance, there's a little herd out there mm-hmm. kind of, you know, probably, what is it? 300 yards 400 yards away Less. kind of in this ravine Less, yeah. i don't know how far it was but it, it was it was quite a bit of ways and uh, there was a little gully and uh, the animals were on the other side of the gully mm-hmm. near a body of water little like pond. a little pond and i was going wow this doesn't even feel like i don't this doesn't even make sense <laughs> and then um bryce called is it called the animals over I mean, he made cool. a he made a something <laughs> i don't know what kind of sound it was and uh, they just started meandering over to well, us. Well, the funny part is, so he makes, he calls them and all their little ears perk up and they turn their yeah. heads and they look at him and he calls them again and, and they all come over. And it's funny because as they're crossing that ravine and all that, it's almost like they're in single file or a double file, right? Like coming, a pecking order. Yeah, yeah. And they're just all coming yeah. across in, in line and come on over right to him. And, and they so, know that it's time to be fed. Yeah. And then they, they got a little real close and they brought their babies, mm-hmm. right? And they're they're coming, kind of meandering really close by, mm-hmm. and they all kind of surrounded the car and us, and just mm-hmm. stood there very gently, just inquisitive, yeah. looking at us, kind of, uh-huh. what's going on? I think you know? that like waiting to be fed. Hey, snacks. Well, where do Where's we go? snacks? Where do we? You go? know, <laughs> I heard the grub dudes is here. Where, where's uh, <laughs> you know? So they came over. They were uh, sniffing us and sniffing the phone. Got their nose right up on my my camera lens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was a great great little experience. Yeah, it was really great. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks again to the Fender family and the flying f ranch uh can't wait to come back uh, come back again man i'll bring a loaf of bread uh, to kind of return the favor because it was such a after 
after I did some research about, you know, sourdough bread, I, I'd made it in school, but we did it. We, we didn't have a, uh, uh, natural leavener. We had the, uh, the, you know, the, what do they call the, uh, you know, the yeast, the packaged yeast. And, uh, it was just a different process, different flavor. We didn't take, we didn't spend much time on sourdough. It's just quick. It was you quick, couple of yeah. days. And I don't remember really much about it. Um, I, I do remember, you know, obviously the leavening part of the proofing and so forth, the, the technical part of it, but I don't remember the, the process. So, uh, right as we were leaving, um, because it, when we got to the house, we was gonna, we were kind of getting familiar with each other, um, on the table in the kitchen, there was a, a loaf of bread, you know, a little round loaf with a with a towel over the top. And uh, I saw it and I was like, hmm. And right next to it was a little little bowl of butter. And I was like, God dang. You know, and so. And we're bread people. We're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're and well, you know, people. We're, 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 sourdough <laughs> people. Yeah. Crazy sourdough people. So I saw the loaf of bread and I was just thinking to myself, God, how lucky, you know, this guy Bryce is have somebody make that bread. And I, I, thinking, I assumed it was out. I, I had no idea. And I said, God, man, I wish somebody made me a loaf of bread. And then uh, throughout the afternoon, after we were eating, uh, when we ate, uh, they offered us the bread. We were, you know, right before we had some some delicious, moist, crispy you know, crumb on the bread. Ah, the butter, it was super spectacular. And then at the end, as we were about to leave, after we, you know, had the show and whatever, and we were leaving, saying goodbye. And uh, I don't know how it is. I think I might have just said, "Can I have that loaf of bread?" I don't, I don't, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Did you really? I was outside, so I don't. I don't. Know. No, I, I don't. I don't remember. I said, I think I said something about the the children, and they would love the sourdough. And gosh darn it! And then she says, "Take it." And I was like, and I was just thinking to myself, my heart's starting to pound a little bit. And I wasn't thinking about the kids anymore at all. I was thinking about oh myself. Oh my god! I was thinking about, I can't wait to get that loaf of bread home. <laughs> so it, I got. So I, I took it, and then okay, so we get it home, and the boys are just <clears throat> going crazy for it. Mm-hmm. And the next day. Uh, there was just a maybe a one inch slice under a paper towel, kind of looking shabby, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, it can't be good anymore." You know, because you have when you buy uh, sourdough in the store, uh, you you know, leave it out for a day, it's shot, right? Right. right. Uh, this bread was completely. I so look, I took that one inch and I sliced it, you know, lengthwise to make two slices, mm-hmm. uh, you know, half inch slices, mm-hmm. and then I uh, stuck them into the toaster. Just thinking, okay, I don't know what's going to happen here. Can I do, can I salvage it? Can I figure this out? Well, so we put them in there. I got them out and they were just amazing. The moisture inside there, it just was still there. You put some, did you put some jam? I think you said. Okay. So so I, so I had a cup of coffee when I go out to the patio to have my morning ritual and I got the bread and and I'm thinking this is, I'm going to need an egg. I'm going to be like, oh, so I'm just going to have a little bite of this. So I sat down with my coffee. And I'm sipping away. And then all of a sudden, I, I, oh, you know what? Let me get some. I had buttered them. And I said, I'm going to go get some jam. So I went and got there. And I sat there with these two luscious, moist, crispy uh, pieces of sourdough toast with butter. Slathered in butter, in that good, uh, that Irish butter from the Costco. Mm-hmm. And um, it was epic. It was uh, absolutely epic. <laughs> and... Uh, I said, you know, kids, you botched it because you, you left, left this thing behind. How could you? Because when I saw it on the table, I was like, God, what a shame. It's going to be dry. It's going to be old. It's going to be terrible. No, it literally resurrected like the fiery phoenix. It came to life and it was there. And I was thinking, so after this, the next day, I'm like, I got to get some more of that sourdough. I, so I went and looked up on YouTube, da, 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 found out the process. And and the uh, the time it takes to to manufacture one, and it, you know, depend upon you know your temperatures, your room. If it's cold out, it takes longer to to proof, longer to get ready. So 
At, and ap- so Allie, if you're listening, um, see, she said, oh, yeah, it's easy. Nothing is well, easy. You, you, no, you know, you, people that cook, you know, you guys all think things are easy because you probably because one, you like it or you, you, you have interest in it. There's so many. It's it's just long. Like if you, you have to have patience when you're a, a cook, you really do. You have to have well, a tremendous amount of patience, I, which I, I thought I had, but I do not. I thought that I had patience because uh, well, and, and, and in fact, there's a difference between bakers, bakers and chefs. Yes. Bakers and that's cooks. That's true. You're right. And uh, bakers have, a, they approach things very differently. They're, they, they have to have. Everything is measured. Everything is weighed. Everything <laughs> is precision. Follow the recipe. And then once you, you know, you have your recipe, then you follow your recipe. In, uh, in the cooking world, in at least in my experience, it's, you know, you're, you're tasting it, you're adjusting it. Yeah. You're, you're always doing you're things kind of doing fly, this or that, you know, things in it's different and it's quicker, it's always different. It's a quicker process too, because it's, you know, you, you're, you're kind of, you know, sweating things or you're, you're reducing things or whatever. But yeah, but, but that's, it's, a, quick. it's, it's a creative, it's a little bit more creative, right? It's on the fly. It's on the fly. You, you're like, I don't have this, this time. I don't have this ingredient or that ingredient. Yeah. So we'll you just throw in whatever. Da, da, da. Yeah. And you, but you baking. You just can't do that. No. You have to, be, you have to here be it precise. is. This is it. Bang. So uh after researching this and realizing that the 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 twenty four hour process that it might take to make to fat to get this bread that Ali made, I was just like, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry that for, you took the bread. <laughs> and I said I texted I messaged her, I said, Look, I'm so sorry for stealing that bread. You know, uh because God, now you appreciate how man, long it takes. I I really appreciate the effort that it took to to get it. To well, make it. I saw you uh, looking at the YouTube video the other day and I was like, I, I, you're looking at it and I'm seeing this guy go through this is so many different. Uh, well, it wasn't that it was a ton of steps. It was the whole process. And it's like, OK, do fold this over and then fold this over and fold that over and then wait 15 minutes and then go back and do it again and okay. then do it well, again there, and do it again. I'm like, Jesus some, Christ, this is hours worth of work. There's a couple of guys that have a very different approach. And if you watch. I've watched four different people. Everybody that uh, Tom Papa, you know Tom Papa. Yeah, the, I know Tom. He's got a sour. He does sourdough on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a couple other guys that are. There's one guy I can't remember his name right now, but he's uh, very technical. Got long red hair. He's got a bunch of followers on YouTube. Oh, that well, that's the one I can't. Yeah. I came and, and, and this guy is, man. He makes it sound like it's rocket science. You know what I mean? You, you there's so. I mean, and I, I, I'm, I'm not doubting that he, he is, his bread isn't good. Yeah. But uh, but from talking to Tom, listening to Tom Papa, uh-huh. where he kind of just says, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." Uh-huh. Hey, you can do That's this. Ali, Ali was like, "Hey, it's well, not, yeah. no, no, no." He's like, "Well, you know, if your if your starter isn't uh 100% right, it, it's okay. Don't worry about it." And there, I mean, all these steps are just completely cut out. There's a thing called auto lease. Right. And it's the step that you do to, to you, you mix your flour and your water and your and uh, and your what your, your flour and your water and you kind of get it all together. Whether you have wheat flour or, uh, you know, um, all purpose flour or if you have bread flour, you mix all your flour with the water and then you put it there to rest, you know, to uh, to kind of, you know, do its thing. And then uh, a little bit later after it's rested, you then take your uh, your um, your starter and you mix it in. Right. And then you let it rest again and again. So you, 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 then you keep slapping it and all these things. So anyways, the guy with the red hair, he made it out. He, he just he made it out to be like this, like ridiculous process. Well, like yeah. When just, I came in, I was like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. And there's another guy that I, I looked at this morning, and this guy is like, "Uh, yeah, he's not quite as, he's not making it out." He says, "This is not brain surgery. It's just that there's lots of steps." And he kind of breaks it down. It was so I was like, "Oh, okay." Whew. But the, but if you listen to that with the guy with the red hair, oh. 
it's, it's like a it's, deterrent. It's, I'm like, forget yeah, it. I don't want to do this. Unfathomable. Uh-huh. As to yeah, I almost was like, forget it. I don't, That's exactly when I walked yeah. in. I was like. This I don't is ridiculous. Care. I don't even I'm, care. Yeah. <laughs> pay, pay for the damn bread. Allie, Allie, I'll give you twenty bucks a loaf. Just you know, but um, so anyways, I, I started the process and uh, kind of an amalgam of all the different people, even including Tom Papa. A little bit of information here and there, and uh, I started my first loaf. It's in the proofer right now, just kind of resting. I have to go in and, and uh, slap it for the next two hours. Now remember what she said. Okay. So if this what? doesn't come out perfect for you, remember what Allie says. She said the first couple loaves that she, oh, no, she said no. were like rocks. I, I, so. No, I, no, no. <laughs> Don't see, be discouraged. I'm not discouraged at all. No, as a matter of fact, um, I had, did I mention that I'd gotten a proofer? Yes. Well, I was lucky enough to find one on Craigslist. That's, that's really what happened. I, I saw one, there were a couple hundred bucks on auto, on AutoZone, on, uh, <laughs> on Amazon. And I was like, you know, no, no, because I had a proofer once. I, I bought a uh, uh, one of those ovens, those uh, Subway ovens. Yeah. They had the, the, the oven on top and the proofer on the bottom or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I had bought one years ago. And then I sold it because I was, we were moving and whatever, whatever. So and I, I wasn't going to do bread anymore. I was just too much, you know, I was too much cooking, too much of this. Well, I bought this little, I found a proofer on Craigslist. The lady gave it to me for a song. It was new in the box. It's great. It's foldable. It collapses into this new little she, thin she deal. You never used it? It was brand new. Oh, wow. No, brand new. Never, never used. She said that she kind of, you know, gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> she probably saw the video and said, <laughs> She, she, read, she the red, the guy with the red, <laughs> see, the, the guy with the red hair, too, he's the one that's kind of pushing the proofer, too. You know, uh, he's saying, Well, you, you know, this is my broad and tailored. So I was like, mm. But so, anyways, I got this thing and I'm glad I did uh, because I, I'm really, I mean, the bread was so good. Uh, that I I must do it. It, it. it was kind of the same principle behind my scene of, of the of the uh, venison that we got from Bryce, and it has made me realize that I'm more 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 resolute to do these things. Mm-hmm. I and I was going to do the bread uh, after school after I came out of school, but I got busy with other stuff and then it just didn't happen. And I was very interested in baking. I remember there was a yeah I remember you talking. There was about actually that. A, a chef in school. Her name was uh, Araceli Lomelli. She was a great chef, great, great baker chef, and uh, had a great time in her class. And I wanted to, I wanted, always wanted to talk to her further because she had, she was so good at, at explaining. Yeah, I saw but, some of those pictures of the stuff that you made yeah, in your man. pastry class. It's just a fun, she it made it fun. Good. She made it fun. So if you're out there, chef, hats off to you because you, you, that was a memorable class. And so when I came out, I was really wanting to do it and I just never got to it. And now that I, uh, Ali and Bryce and everybody inspired me to get going and now I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to make some pretty good sourdough. I just don't know. You don't know when. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. It's going to take a minute to get it dialed in. But um, yeah, there's a lot to learn. I mean, and the stupid part about it is it's, it's little stuff, you know, it's little things. It's not like it's this, you know, really, what, what is it? It's, you know, it's flour. It's flour, salt, and water is really what it comes down to. And the rest of it is technique. You know, whether you slap it, whether you lift it and pull it, you know, all this. it's just a ton of little steps that you have to kind of follow and, and it's time consuming because then you have to wait okay do this these steps and then yeah. wait yeah well the good part about it is that the guy that one of the the, the the bearded guy on the youtube he said you know what if you, if you can do all these processes you get the leavening process then what you would do is you have a bulk uh bulk proof and then you can uh you could take that and you could stick it in the refrigerator if you want to like do all the work today and then tomorrow you can uh, stick it, you know, you can stick it in the fridge and then tomorrow in the morning, you can then take it out, let it bring it to come to room temperature and then start the process of shaping your, your loaves and then stick them in and bake them. So you can, you can the, 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 the refrigerator is what really kind of stops. It kind of halts the, uh, the, um, the fermentation. Mm. It kind of keeps everything kind of in order. 
So there, I mean, yeah, yeah. But again, from this is I'm on this side of the wave. So on this side of the wave, it seems very daunting. But mm-hmm. I uh, soon after a while, when I get my process together, mm-hmm. I think it'll be better. Yeah, because when you see the, those videos, they make it look like, oh yeah, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. because they've been doing it probably yeah. for a long yeah. time. Yeah, but it does look like you know, it's it's time consuming. But it does, and I well, is this daunting to me? And I cook. And I can only imagine what it must be like for you. Oh God! <laughs> like let me just go to the store and buy some bread. Yeah, you know, and I hate the. I, really, I, I went to Costco, and Costco we had to buy sourdough bread because we love sourdough. Mm-hmm. And I was at the Costco and I saw these loaves of you know, like odd looking sourdough. They were square. But it looked like a, yeah, it looked like the bread was made in like a factory. It looked like it factory. Well, of course, but I'm just saying, it didn't even. They didn't even try to make it look like it's artisan. They didn't even try <laughs> to make it look like it's you know. It looked like like a what you would think of like Henry Ford made bread. Uh-huh. That's what you like like a stamp donk donk donk, and it was just right. awful. And then the bread had very little flavor, mm-hmm. you know. But the, that's the amazing part about Ali's bread. God, so strong. Yeah. So strong, that flavor. It was just tangy and sour and chewy and mm-hmm. crisp on the edge where it's supposed to be. It was just the greatest thing. So anyways, um, we went on and on. We were just going to do a little promo. Say, you know, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. But it's, we, we how long have we been on? You, hopefully people will listen to the show. I, I know they will, right? Yeah. They'll listen to the show that... You this is the lead into the show. Yeah. This is the show for the show. Well, this is a show the <laughs> day before the show. <laughs> this is the show before the show. Yeah. So this is the, um, this is, this is 20 some odd minutes of preparing you for a show. <laughs> yeah. So oh, anyways, well. listen, uh, listen to the show. Uh, I'm sure you're going to love it. I'm, we're going to, we're going to do more. We're going to, we're going to uh, d- do a deeper dive into this and I'll, I'll post my, yeah. my, uh, the bread evolution. I'll share it with everybody and, uh, we'll just see how it goes, man. Little by little, you know, but, uh, well, look, so thanks again to, uh, the Fender Ranch, uh, the Flying F Ranch. Um, look forward to doing it again and, uh, we'll just keep, we'll keep you posted and see what happens. So check out the show tomorrow. All right. Got anything to say before we sign off? Nope. Sounds good. How about bye? See bye. you.